this podcast will fail. Mostly because not a lot of people are going to listen to it. But it appears that some of you are proving me wrong. So who knows? Episode 53. Uh, this podcast will fail. And how are you? I, I'm just some guy. Who I am is completely irrelevant to the conversations that I come here to have with you and with myself. And uh, interesting conversations this month so far, I think. I mean, at least as far as I'm concerned, I've been asking questions and uh, trying to get feedback, trying to hear from you, hoping that you will respond to the call and leave me a voicemail. There should be a uh, link in the description of this podcast below, depending on your particular podcast app. But it's pretty quick to click the link and record a quick voicemail and answer this question for me. What do you believe? That's the question I've been asking all week, and I'm going to wrap up that question today. I have kind of walked through my own experience with the word belief, right? And, and what it is I believe. I laid out how I grew up in a very strict Roman Catholic elementary school experience, how immediately upon entering high school, public high school, I found atheism was uh, the prevailing answer, uh, which I've mentioned I, I think most teenagers do. But in my adult life, I finally settled into something akin to agnostic beliefs uh, and uh, a healthy dose of humanism <laughs> in there uh, as a side order. Like, like agnostic with a side order of humanism. But today I want to... I want to actually lay out what I really think. And you're I'm going to beg you to just bear with me if I pause a lot and I'll I'll try to edit down the really egregious pauses because I I've never really said uh, some of this out loud, right? Everybody's everybody's got their own belief systems, right? Everybody you, you can boil it down to a simplicity as, uh, do you believe in God or not? Well, there's more complexity to it. Do you believe in science? Do you believe in fate? Do you believe in karma? Do you believe in whatever? And everybody's got their own thing. But I, for the better part of my adult life, have had a, a, a set of beliefs and what I think is actually going on. And and it's a little wacky. It's a little out there. It's a little uh, it's a little unusual. So I'm gonna kind of carefully walk through and try to try to explain myself uh, in as plain a language as I can. Starts with a couple of specific scientific um, basic facts that I that I have to make sure I cover in order to fully lay out what I think the nature of existence, right? This world we live in, these cognizant, self-aware, sentient beings that we are, 
the nature of reality and 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 the scope and purpose of life and existence as we know it okay that's the that's the big umbrella <laughs> big umbrella statement so it starts with this it starts with a scientific um fact the first law of thermodynamics you may have heard this one before this is the also called the law of conservation it states that energy can neither be created nor destroyed energy can only be transferred or changed from one form to another so so say that again right energy cannot be created energy cannot be destroyed it can only be transferred or changed from one form to another for example right use a real world example turn on a light it would seem that it's creating uh, energy in the form of photons and light waves well it's actually not what's happening is electricity a different type of energy is running through the wires and into the filament or into the you know, pieces of the LED uh, electronic device that are then converting that electricity into photons right so you're not changing or creating anything you're simply changing one type of energy for another okay um that i think is is key so part two of this uh statement has to do with consciousness human consciousness our self-aware thinking uh brains okay neuroscience obviously is a very complex field and it is a field of of knowledge and study that has certainly uh gained uh quantum leaps of understanding and information over the last even even just the last 50 years let alone the last hundred or the last several hundred years <clears throat> we understand more about the brain uh than than we ever have but there is still an awful lot that we don't know. We, so far in our science, we have not been able to quantify, right? We, we've not been able to accurately or confidently document and explain how it is that we are self-aware and uh, conscious right now we know that our bodies do somehow generate electrical signals we understand that the beating of our heart pushes nutrients throughout our veins and blood vessels that it delivers oxygen to the brain we can put little 
detectors all over our skin or we can we can glue little leads to our head and we can measure electrical activity happening within our bodies but we don't really know how that happens right so by default that also means we 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 cannot quantify consciousness okay we we can measure it we can do iq tests we can do acuity tests we can just by the very sake of, of the fact that we have language and we have scientific knowledge of any kind uh, the fact that we grow and learn and 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 we can we can put all kinds of meters and on, on on ourselves and determine the fact that we are alive and we are thinking and we can demonstrate through our our thoughts and actions that we're conscious do we know where that comes from no we don't at the end of the day um we don't really understand how consciousness happens okay but we know that there's energy going through our bodies this then um lends itself to sort of the mm, metaphysical kind of stuff right does this leads to like those theological questions that say well what happens to our soul right i said a i said a an episode or two ago that um you know we are the only so far as we know uh at, at least at, at this stage the only self-aware um creatures right the brain is the only living organism that has named itself right a dog doesn't sit there and think consciously i am a dog right um that state of awareness that being wide awake and aware of our surroundings and of ourself and having perceptions um we don't we don't know we don't understand where that comes from many people believe we have a soul and depending on whether or not you fall into that you know bucket of atheistic beliefs nihilistic beliefs uh, or whether you fall into some kind of agnostic or religious or faith-based um, belief and acceptance of, of whether or not we have a soul okay so are you with me so far <laughs> so i i um like i said i'm walking through this very carefully here and i hope you're still with me and, and here's an opportunity for you to leave me that voicemail and tell me if you if you understand any of what i'm saying right now um or ask a question about it all right let me continue so we know that energy is part of the function that operates our bodies and we know that we have conscious thought we know that there are electrical signals running through our um our brains we know that there's consciousness and self-aware we just don't understand where the hell any of it comes from so belief number one now that i've laid out that big long convoluted thing is i believe um that we do have souls i believe that this mysterious sort of electrical energy uh and this spark of consciousness is is demonstrative of our souls right there, there's no and this is where you have i have to and you have to if you want to if you want to go down this path with me have to be willing to um allow 
science and theology to cross over a little bit because again i don't there's no instrument i can point to that can quantify anything i'm saying so now i'm making uh, a quote-unquote leap of faith and and determining for myself that yes i believe we do have a soul and i believe that that soul manifests in our consciousness the fact that we are self-aware okay so what happens when we die well again we don't really know we know that this electrical activity, these electrical signals uh, that, 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 you know, are us, <laughs> uh, that course through our body, that move our muscles, that um, allow the brain to create conscious thought and alpha waves that can be measured. Well, it's energy. What did we say at the outset of this? Energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transferred one form to another. So if I take my personal belief that uh, our soul is there and, and that our soul is a form of energy, where does it go when we die? It, it can't not, you know, just like that electrical activity turns into photons in a light bulb. The electrical activity in our bodies and brains has to then, by definition, right, based on the law of conservation, it has to turn into something else. There's no other choice. It cannot simply disappear. It has to transfer into some other form. Okay, so what happens to that energy? Henceforth, I will call it our soul. I believe that I have demonstrated that we have a soul and that it's based on the form of energy that exists within our bodies when we are alive and breathing and thinking. So what happens to our souls when we die? And where, where does that energy go? Whew, okay, I'm almost there. And I'm looking and I'm seeing that I'm a little over 14 minutes into this. All right, this is good. I was real worried that this was going to turn into way more than a 20-minute piece. Um, but I think I got time to wrap it up here and get the last the last part, right? The big hurdle. This is the uncomfortable part. This is the part where I'm going to say some things out loud that I have always thought and believed privately and I've never articulated. Well, I kind of have, but I haven't. Not in a serious way. Okay. Um, the energy has to come from somewhere into us, into this physical realm. There's a lot we don't understand about this physical realm. Um, there's all kinds of arguments over quantum theory and you know, somewhere in between uh, Einstein's theory of relativity and Schrodinger's cat, somewhere in the middle there. There's all kinds of arguments about the nature of existence and whether or not reality is real. You can go down weird science fiction rabbit holes. I'm gonna go down one shortly. Uh, like the Matrix, right? Isn't is is this a simulation? Is this a, no? Okay, I'm not there, right? This is not machines from the future. We're not in a computer simulation. That's not what I believe. However, if I if I allow any room whatsoever for theology to to play in this sandbox with me, it is conceivable to me that if there is any kind of higher existence, if there is any kind of 
intelligence or purpose behind reality and existence, it's not in this plane of existence where we are now. Okay. The faith-based explanation would be heaven and hell, right? That's, that's where religion takes you, generally speaking. Um, I don't think it's quite that simplistic. And I believe that there are other planes of existence, right? I'm a believer in the paranormal. There, I said it. I've experienced it. I've seen things in my life that cannot be explained through science uh, and cannot be justified by any measure of mental illness on my part. <laughs> right? I've passed all the cognizance tests. So I know there's more going on than what we can see with our eyes and what we can perceive with our ears and what we can taste with our mouths and what we can smell with our nose and what we can feel through the nerve endings on the end of my fingers here, right? We can, we can, we can perceive all these things in this physical world, but there's a lot we can't. We can't see microwaves. We can't see radiation, right? There's a whole spectrum of energy and an existence that we cannot perceive with our limited physical bodies. So I think there's more. I think that, I think that our souls and I think that that energy does come from another, another realm of existence, not within this reality, not in this physical world that has these particular laws of nature and has, you know, all of the, um, all of the basic structures of, of existence that, that we understand, right? Atoms and <laughs> quarks and neutrinos and, and all of that, right? I, I think that there's somewhere outside all of that that we can't perceive. And I think that um, the energy that makes up our soul and our life and our, and our existence and our ability to live and think comes from that place. I think it does, right? And in all of these tens of thousands of years of human evolution, there have always been common um, belief structures around around how the world started and about how we came to be. And there's all kinds of different versions of it, but there's a lot of parallels. People believed in souls. People believed uh, in people believe now in reincarnation, right? that you come back and you get another chance. People believe in heaven and hell. People believe in Valhalla or and name it. There's a whole laundry list. You can Wikipedia that crap and find out all the different ones. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is we've always kind of, as a species, perceived and understood that there's more going on. So bring it down. Here's the final step. I believe that our souls reside here in this world, in this plane of existence within our bodies, essentially as an incubator, right? I believe that on this other plane of existence, the form of life that exists there is us, but in pure energy form, right? That's what I believe. I believe that there is a, a, a universe, a plane of existence that exists where we are basically the hatchlings. That's what I think. I think that that energy transfers from that plane of existence and and in effect uh, is brought to life here within this bubble universe, I guess is one way to put it. Right? I, I believe that, that our plane of existence is its own little hatchery. 
And I believe that life in this world is meant to, to test us, to nurture us, to see how we do, right? If you look at other structures in nature, if you look at different forms of life like reptilian and uh, fish and, and other creatures on the world, a lot of them produce an awful lot of potential offspring, a lot, because they know that not all of them are going to make it. Not all of them are going to um, grow and develop and become a viable progeny uh, to carry on the lineage of that of that life form. And I'll say that right now, we're coming up on 20 minutes. So I guess this one's going long, kids. Um, I hope you stick with me because now I, I've gotten to it and I'm going to keep at it. So this may go a bit longer. Thank you for your patience and I hope you stick with me. So just like the frog that will lay a thousand eggs in the hope that 10 or 20 of them, or maybe 100 of them, will be viable. Just like those sea turtles that crawl up on the shore and batch up a whole bunch of eggs, hoping uh, that a sufficient number of them will hatch and will grow and will crawl back into the water and continue on. It is my belief that on this plane of existence outside where we can't see, right, where, where the energy that makes up our souls resides, that they imbue this plane of existence, this reality where you and I live with their seeds, with little souls in the form of these human bodies. And we grow and we either succeed or we fail, period. There are laws of nature that work for us and against us. There is everything from evolution to natural selection to competition that drives us forward as, as sentient creatures that are nourishing and growing this soul within ourselves. And it is my belief that when we die, the opportunity exists for, for that soul to move on and become right. Whatever its final form is, uh, in the next world, so to speak. But I want to, I want to pause on that and say that I don't, I don't, I don't think that there's any uh, divine hand involved in any of it. I think it's a natural process, just like it's a natural process of everything else that happens in this world. I, I think that, you know, one, one piece is what happens, what happens to those who are, who are not as good at growing and developing and succeeding in this form. Because again, and the energy that, that is us cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be changed and transferred. So if I'm laying it out this way, you're, you're basically going through life learning and experiencing and interacting with other souls. And, and I guess there's a, the, the, the next word that comes up in my head is worthiness, right? You're determining whether or not you're worthy. And again, you can, you can go ahead and apply all the either fundamental religious aspects to that or not. It doesn't matter. And, and you could say the same thing about the frog eggs and the, and the, and the turtles. Okay. Some of them are not worthy. Some of them will be lost to other forces. And of course that, that doesn't mean that the bad soul, right? That, that shit person, that, that human in this world that goes through life not contributing, not achieving, not creating, not being a part of anything positive, 
That doesn't mean that that soul is going to be destroyed, but I also believe that it's not a soul that's going to end up being judged worthy. All right, it's it's uh, <laughs> back in the hopper. Good good luck. You don't get to be one of us, right? So when I talk in the in the last couple of days here about being a good person because I don't want karma to rain down upon my head, I think that's part of it. I think that the more we do to to fight off those negative animalistic instincts of ours that that will to to drive our competition out um the more we do to create a positive world for ourselves and those around us the better chance we have that we will reach that next um stage of existence uh successfully and what happens if you don't i don't know right there's the agnostic i don't know i don't know what happens to the shit person I, I can I can extrapolate all of these beliefs out based on the scientific knowledge that I possess, based on my ability to comprehend the scientific knowledge that has been gained by humanity over the last 40,000 years. But I can't say for sure that any of this is correct. Um, there's a great line at the end of the movie Dogma where Chris Rock's character, the 13th Apostle Rufus, um, says to the last Zion, the actress, I can't remember her name, um, are you saying you believe? And she says, no, but I have a good idea. I got to tell you, when I saw that movie, um, that line resonated with me so, so hard. And, and I think that's my guiding principle. I don't know. I can't know, but I can extrapolate a belief based on the evidence that I've seen in front of me, because I like scientific evidence. I like demonstrable facts and, and math and, and being able to quantify things. But I have to be able to also um, extrapolate out what that means in the larger picture. So that's what I've done, and that's where I am. And in, I've only ever expressed that once um, in, a, in a crappy attempted at a, at a fictional story that only ever got like four pages in and I didn't go any further with it. Um, and actually very recently I expressed it in a, um, uh, a group on Facebook, like a, a scientific something or other. I, I think the group's like, I effing love science or something like that. And, uh, and someone asked the question, what would be the worst possible explanation for reality that you could hear? And, and I thought, well, not the worst. And I replied and I typed in and I said, no, well, the best thing would be to find out that our universe is great, one great big incubator and that we are all just little soul eggs uh, growing in our little pocket universe here, our own little um, terrarium <laughs> of human existence. And that when we die, uh, we have an opportunity to um, evolve and grow into a higher form of life that exists uh, in another realm somewhere else. And, and, um, nobody, you know, I got a couple of thumbs up and a couple of wows, <laughs> nothing really, uh, uh, too much reactionary from, from that. So, but it, it also kind of led me down the path of 
what this question for this week is, what do you believe? Well, I've laid it out. I've told you what I believe. Um, that really, I think, was the uh, the um, the wellspring from where this conversation came. So, convergence of all these different things <laughs> just happening. That's where we are. So, am I nuts? I don't know. You could tell me if you think I'm nuts. Um, it's a little wacky. It's a little sci-fi. It's a little, you know, <laughs> it's a little flap doodle. Um, you get, I guess you do the same thing I do and you make your own judgments. And, and I hope, I hope that I have laid that out coherently. I hope that you've been able to follow the thread of what I've, what I've said here. And I, I hope that you have an opportunity to let me know what you think. I don't make that easy cause I haven't given you any social media to work with. Sorry. Um, but there is that voicemail link and, and I know that there are now four or five of you out there that know of the existence of this podcast. Um, uh, one of them is going to be a guest. Uh, somebody found it <laughs> and, um, is aware of it and is actually going to jump on a call with me on Sunday and, and record Monday's episode, uh, as an interview guest. And I don't know what the question will be, but we'll find out. So, you, you know, any one of you, you know, me. I'm sure you're going to find me at my desk at work or you're going to find me on Facebook and go, you're effing nuts. <laughs> but I welcome it. I, I want to hear what you have to think. So you, potential listener, feel free to click that link below and leave me a voicemail. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you believe. Okay. But that's it. That wraps up this topic for this week. Thank you uh, to all my Facebook friends that gave me great answers during the week. Um, and uh, we'll close it up there. We'll end it. We'll move on. I will be back on Monday with the first uh, external interview guest and a new question for the week. So thank you for the time you've spent. I appreciate you very much. And wherever you are, have a great weekend. Have a good one. Mm -hmm.